0: Do you remember when you started your small business? It was no small feat. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part, FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the twenty four million people who've used Fresh Books. Try it free for thirty days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks dot com slash my taught you and enter my taught you in the how did you hear about us section to get started. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You Podcast. Today is Saturday. February 9th, 2019. 2019. Um, this is my first recorded podcast of the year. Um, I dropped the first night of my live podcast that I recorded back in November in Atlanta Um, that's been on that's been up for a couple weeks it's two and a half hours if you haven't had a chance to listen to it that is probably my longest podcast that I've ever um, put up to date and it is on the topic of marathon mindset which is really uh, was weighing really heavy on my heart at the end of the year and so it was just something that I wanted to tackle um I don't know if it's too late to say Happy New Year. But I'm going to say it to you. Anyway, I want to say hello. I want to let you know that I have missed you guys. Um, When I am dropping podcasts more frequently, there's a lot of sort of um, banter between us. I love it when you guys tweet me. I love it when you guys email me. I probably, I never got more emails than when I did the podcast, the I Hate My Job podcast one and two. Like everybody hates their job. I get it. So um, I, I, still, I still like getting your emails. I still like hearing from you and I still like getting the emails. Sometimes people will email me and say, you know what, I don't hate my job anymore. And so as I was combing through my inbox today, I saw a couple of those and that makes me happy. Um I took most of twenty eighteen off um to have the baby and to be home and every week I would get sort of my weekly podcast stats and you guys are still listening. And so every week a friend must be telling a friend or inviting a new friend to listen to me. And so I just wanna say thank you to everybody out there for kind of like keeping me keeping me going because um if I was ever thinking about stopping recording these podcasts, the spins, um, always let me know that you find the information, um, you find it useful. And that is really why I do this. I do this because I want to share useful information. Um, if you don't know why I started to record these podcasts, I started recording these podcasts because I felt like this was like, there's a ton of information out now, you know, you, you don't really even have to like read a book and now you can audio book and you can podcast. And it was just so hard to get information that I felt like, um, so many of us needed. And so, um, as long as you keep listening, um, I'll keep podcasting because you find the information useful. So, um, now feels like no better time than ever to go ahead and get my bag on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to rate my podcast. I rarely ask you to do this, but rating my podcast is how you all keep me relevant. It is how I land on the Black History Month podcast list again um, on on Apple iTunes. And so it's like, you know, I haven't recorded a ton, but I'm still um, up there and I'm still uh, getting noticed. And so I'm just going to ask that you rate my podcast on iTunes when you get a chance. Um, those help. Those help keep me in the mix during times like this when I've had to sort of like shift gears for just a second, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm coming back. I feel like I am. Okay. Um, today's podcast is going to serve as a, what I've been up to of sorts, um, how I have been leaning into this current season of my life, as well as answer some of your questions. Um, you can still write me questions. My email address is my taught you all lowercase at gmail.com. Um, so you can still write me. Many people have written to simply ask how I'm doing. And the truth is that I am well. Um, I had a lot of growing moments in 2018, a lot of growing moments. Um, but I feel better and that's all that matters. I'm drinking my water. Um, I am sitting on the floor in my bedroom recording this podcast about 25 minutes before a date night. So I'm going to, if we have to go past, uh, my time and I have to be late for my date night, that's just what we've gone. That's just how, that's just how my life is right now is that, um, you know, everything is pushed back about 15 minutes. Um, so I'm doing well. I had a lot of growing moments. I've got about nine pages of notes today. I'm not sure where I left off with you guys or what I last said when I last recorded a podcast because it's all all a blur. But I do have a question, you guys. I look back at my 2018 here on the podcast and I just want to know something. How was I podcasting? How do I have podcasts um with a brand brand new baby you guys? um what was I even saying you know i I still can't even believe I did that, but I did um but anyway, how am I doing, and what am I up to like anything new, adding another human to the adding another human being to the family dynamic continues to be an adjustment um each week we're settling into a new life and routine as partners and parents of Noah um And I feel like I have to say this. I have six weeks left. I'm counting. Um, I am still breastfeeding. Um, Please hold on for this um, very quick PSA. Breastfeeding provides numerous health benefits for infants and mothers alike. The The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends exclusive breastfeeding for approximately the first six months of life. Um, and continue breastfeeding with complementary foods through at least the first year that is from the CDC what is that saying the CDC the American Pediatric uh, the American Pediatric the American Academy of Pediatrics they recommend that you breastfeed your baby for the first six months of their life exclusively and then for the next six months up to a year you give them food while also while also breastfeeding um sometimes I feel like people are like you know they say numerous health benefits so if you will allow me I would just like to sort of tick through some of the um insane amount of benefits that breastfeeding has Um, breastfed babies have stronger immune systems less diarrhea and constipation fewer colds fewer respiratory illnesses like pneumonia, fewer ear infections, better vision, lower rates of infant mortality, lower rates of SIDS, less illness and overall less hospitalization. Parents have up to six times less absenteeism from work. Breastfed babies may become healthier children with fewer instances of allergies, eczema and asthma, fewer childhood cancers, lower risk of type 1 and type 2 diabetes, fewer instances of Crohn's disease, lower rates of respiratory illness, fewer speech and orthodontic problems, fewer cavities, less likelihood of becoming obese later in in childhood, improved brain maturation, greater immunity to infection. Um, Teens and adults will find benefits for life. They're less likely to develop rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, less likely to develop heart disease in adulthood, lower risk of multiple sclerosis, um, lower rates of pre and postmenopausal breast cancers, and mom you are uh breastfeeding produces the naturally soothing hormones oxytocin and prolactin that promote stress reduction and positive feelings increased calmness breastfed babies cry less overall and have fewer in incidences of childhood illness breastfeeding can support the wellness of body mind and spirit for the whole family um Benefits for life include lower risk of breast cancer, lower risk of ovarian cancer. This is for mom, lower risk of rheumatoid arthritis, less endometriosis, less osteoporosis with age, less diabetes, less hypertension, less cardiovascular disease. Why did I want to run through all of that? Because despite overall increases in breastfeeding rates for black and white infants over the last decade, racial disparities persist. Um, Interventions specifically addressing barriers To breastfeeding for black women are needed and so I um down to my last six weeks of of recommended breastfeeding um and I've done so with the support of other close girlfriends that breastfeed their breastfed their babies for the first year I've also been able to make this possible with the breastfeeding support group for black moms on Facebook with 62,000 other black moms supporting each other on the journey um as someone with a pretty large platform um and this being black history month and me just deciding that this is this is the um hill i want to shout from i find it necessary to share this information it is not easy but once i got into the swing of it there was no turning back um six weeks ago and then all bets are off and so um that is my um uh, That is my personal PSA to you. If you are considering uh, breastfeeding or if you know someone who is breastfeeding, go ahead and support them Um, so often because I did not. I wasn't breastfed and I didn't really know a lot of people who were breastfed. So we don't really have all the information. And a lot of times we're uncomfortable. Most of the time we have misinformation. And so, oh, I couldn't breastfeed or, oh, I didn't have milk or, oh, it was this, you know. A lot of those things um, are myths. I'm not saying that there aren't some reasons why you couldn't, uh, but m- a lot of the stuff that you you've heard are myths. And so I'm sharing this with you to support someone who is breastfeeding. Okay, do not be like, so how long are you planning on breastfeeding? Or are, that's too long. Do not ever say that to someone that they're doing something too long. There is no such thing. Please don't do that. So support your friend moms or mom friends who are breastfeeding, um, support your, your sisters, uh, support your wives, support your cousins, support your girlfriends, uh, do that, do that, do that. Anyway, that is what I'm up to. Um, racing through my six hours a day, um, with a little, little one at home. So, um, I'm finally back to work uh, sort of full-time six hours a day. So I guess I, I moved on without sharing to you what the heck I'm doing. So, um, I'm back to work full-time, which is six hours a day. Um, Noah has started educational daycare. Um, after staying home with him along with a full-time nanny, I had a full-time nanny at four weeks. So I had him by myself for four weeks. And then at that point I had a full-time nanny because I still had to work. Um, so I had help. Um, I have to tell you that I am a huge fan of what he's learning every day at daycare. It's like, I get these pictures and it's like, they're learning about the weather and this and that. So that stuff is very cool. He, um, so much independence has been gained. Um, and it's almost as if someone has sort of thrown a match on his development. He has exploded. He's doing everything. Just, uh, earlier today, we went to go get his foot measured so that we can get our walking shoes because somebody is trying to walk you guys. Um, but so that's basically what I'm up to. Okay. Um, But I want to talk about, I really wanted to spend some time talking about this season um that I'm in. I look back. I'm sorry. I don't know why I feel, I'm like, I think because I'm sitting on the floor in my room, I'm like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable, but let me get, I'm going to, I'm going to switch positions. Um. So I look back at my life in my 20s and 30s, um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but this is your girl's last year as a 30-something. I'm 39. Don't cry for me, Argentina. (laughs) Yes. In about three short months, I will be joining the 40 Club. I have to tell you that I am having some light anxiety about it. It just feels old to me I know I know I recall having a similar feeling as I was turning 30 you know it's just that that switch from decade to decade is just like wow you know um but I know once I get into the swing of things it's going to be just fine um the difference in my feelings between turning 30 and 40 is that I definitely definitely feel like I use the time wisely. I guess I can say the same thing about like my 20s from 20 to 30. Um, I partied the first half of my 20s and then I focused like crazy from 25 on. My 30s were about taking the things I learned and taking chances, um, taking chances on various entrepreneurial ventures, taking much more calculated chances on love and the biggest to date has probably been motherhood. Most of you know I tried to freeze my eggs and when that didn't work, I decided to conceive naturally, which I did. And I don't necessarily think I should call it trying I just stopped preventing in 2017 once we made the decision that we wanted to potentially start a family. Um, I want to be clear that I didn't live my life super calculated with with each day having a sort of check mark of what I got done um, and what I didn't. But I will tell you that I moved through life with a sense of urgency. Uh, Today's quotable is very little good can happen at a snail's pace. Uh, that was the subheader of a Psychology Today article I read about having a sense of urgency. I'll say it again, very little can happen at a snail's pace. So uh, in, within this article, I found something that says that I agree with. It says, find the right resources to support your success. And that was sort of like the bingo, ding, 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 aha moment for me is that you? you have to find those that can support you so you have to build your personal life team so a lot of people write me all the time asking how do they how do you build a team as an entrepreneur what is the first hire and so you can apply that same sort of mindset to your life do you need a new doctor do you need a nutritionist do you need a financial planner um, an attorney a strength coach a an accountant um, a psychologist a psychiatrist a spiritual leader a college professor a career counselor is there a particular family member that you need on your side do you need a coach do you need a yoga instructor um these are just some things to think about and it doesn't always these all of these people don't necessarily have to be um your friends or family, I think too many of us are depending on people that don 't really have their ish together to help you know they 're working on their stuff, so they can 't really help us if they haven 't got their stuff sorted, and so we just have to give people room to do that. Um, many of my greatest resources have been strangers that have now become friends and or family, and for that, I am grateful and so I just I think I have done a decent job in the last decade of my life of really finding um, the areas of opportunity, also known as spots that I've been failing, um, stuff that I need to get together. So just doing a really good job of being open and honest with myself about things that I'm maybe not that great at or maybe I need some additional assistance um, because nobody, you know, is great and out here doing everything on their own. Um, but I, I really want to keep talking about this season. So this season for me has been a downshift. Um, I don't care how you cut it. Having a child slows the train down for everyone's safety, right? Like this, this train had to slow down for everybody on it, um, I'm still going, just not at the pace I, I had been for the past 20 years. Um, in the past 20 years, I have built the kind of trust in relationships that allow for me to take a break. I worked very hard on that. And if you aren't quite 40 or if you are 40, um, you still have some time. And, but one of the questions that I want you to ask yourself is, can people trust you? Can people trust you? There will always be someone that feels like they can't. But in general, are you a trustworthy person? Can people trust you with their time, with their heart, with their secrets? Can they trust you to be honest? Do you do what you say you are going to do? Um, The other day, I was just this week, I was on a flight from New York to Atlanta and I was watching um, In Search of Greatness. It is a it is like a sports documentary um, and it has Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, some other people. I'm not really a huge, huge sports person, but the title In Search of Greatness intrigued me. And I was super fascinated with Jerry Rice, who I'm not um I mean, I, I had heard of him, but I, I didn't really know his story. But the one thing that kind of just like stuck out to me is they said in he's in 20 seasons. He was only late to work like once or twice. Like, how many times have you been late to work or have you like just not had it together? And everyone, even if you Google, because I was trying to find out exactly what he said. And if any Wikipedia, any article, any anything that you Google about, like work ethic and Jerry Rice, like that's all people talk about and he also talked about dressing the part he says you know I think appearance is everything he's a professional he had he never felt like he had arrived he accepted criticism um and he said the mark of a champion makes the players better around them as someone who makes the players better around them and so again I guess I ask can you be trusted right and sometimes I think we think of that as like Can I keep a secret? But it's just like, can you be trusted to do what you say you're going to do to do or be who you say you're going to be? Um, I also feel like this is a season that I I'm really am finally using all of the books that I read and and many of the life lessons um, that seem small back then are starting to make sense um you work and you work and you work and it's just like for what what am i working for right you make the money um and you we've talked about this you can make all the money but if you're not happy money's not going to change anything if you're not satisfied in, with your life money is not going to satisfy you in your life so you get to a point where and hopefully you get to this point sooner rather than later um where you begin to access those intangibles, relationships, you know, those learnings, those lessons, um, and everything starts to make sense. Or sometimes you don't because that's the thing is that time, everything has to, you, 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 have to give things time. And that has been like this huge learning lesson for me. I started going to therapy right as I started my business. And a lot of times I would go through things professionally and my therapist would remind me that you've never done this before. There's only one way to learn that something doesn't work, right? Is that you have to go there, you have to get in it and find out it doesn't work, right? And sometimes you have to do it two or three times because sometimes we are just fools like that. But sometimes you th- that's the only way you're going to do it. But now I'm starting to get, I'm like, okay. A lot of these these learnings, these lessons, the stuff that I've read, the stuff that I've seen is all I'm. I'm starting to access it. Um, I'm starting to access it and use it and take inv- take advantage of this sort of credit that I have in life. Right? It's like sometimes you are stacking things up that you don't need right now. You are building relationships um, with people that you don't need anything from right now. You know, it might be five years down the line or ten years down the line, and so that's what where I am in my life is that I I'm going to tell you I promised someone something via email one week ago I promised them last week so let's just say I promised them last Friday that they would have it on Monday and when I went back you know because things are hectic um and I realized that I did not do what I said I was going to do and so I sent an email I apologized and I think people who have worked with me long enough know that that is not how I typically operate. And so I, I am operating in my grace slash credit area of life, right? So people are giving me a pass. I'm getting some passes for being a little bit slower, um, being a little bit tardy um, with some of the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so. I am truly living a life by design, um, which took time. Um, I'm sure things will speed back up um, and maybe they'll never speed back up to how fast they were. I look back at the times like when I used to record podcasts, I had so much time so if you are out here and you're like oh my god i don't want to be single okay i get it but please take advantage of the time because i was single and i was recording my butt off i was single i was home and i was just i was just grinding right and so now i've got i looked and i think i don't know how many podcasts i've got over 150 closer to 200 than than zero so i used my time wisely so if you're not you know, at the place that you want to be, or maybe you want to be in a relationship or you want to have a family um go ahead and max out this time while you're single so that you get some credit and you have a little bit of leeway um when these things do happen because um now I get it. It was like, ah, I used my time well, so that now, if I don't record as fast, I still for anybody who starts a podcast today, I'm still ahead, right um. But let me get back to my notes. That's what happened. I have these notes and then I go way off topic. So now we have to just reel me back in. Um, I will tell you that I don't mourn the old life at all, but I am still learning to adjust to the differences. Um, Thinking about seasons. Fall and winter are seasons that don't appear to be productive in the life cycle. But these are the times when trees go through a process similar to hibernation called dormancy. Um, dormancy is like hibernation in that everything within the plant slows down the metabolism the energy consumption the growth and so on Um, the first thing we see during the winter time is uh, the tree turns brown the leaves fall off and and on the outside the tree doesn't maybe look that desirable and so for some of you that might be in a less desirable season on the surface understand that during the winter, those roots are still growing deeper into the soil and regenerating in time for spring. So you are, while everyone may not be able to see exactly what's happening with you as a tree, your roots are growing deeper and you are getting ready for another season. And so that's kind of the season that I am. I'm not the brightest tree. I'm not the greenest right now. Some of my leaves have fallen off, uh, but I am digging my roots in. And I, I do really feel that way because, um, I had gotten to a point where I really was just like, what next now? What? Um, And for me, I really didn't want to go through all of this and not at least try to create the sort of life that I wanted, which included a family. Like I felt like I owed it to myself to try. And if things didn't work out, I would have known that I did. And I honestly bought my house and in, moved into my house thinking that I was going to t- turn 40 um, I had just broken up with someone and I was like you know what I'm going to be single forever I know it so let me just get a nice house um, in a neighborhood you know I bought a, a townhouse because I was like oh you know I'll be single I'll be alone I won't want to just have like a a sing- single family home by myself and and look and look right so uh, I try to put the effort out there so so that's that. So I'm in a different season. You know, I'm not like I said, I'm not the shiniest thing out there. But um, I, I'm putting my roots down for the sort of life that I that I want to have when I'm 50 and 60 and 70. Uh, God willing. Um, so if you're in a season that may not appear to be that may not appear to be bearing fruit, don't worry, um, because you're sending your roots deeper into the soil and a Steve Sutherland quote for you. I believe in process, I believe in four seasons, I believe that winter's tough but spring's coming, I believe that there is a growing season and I think that you realize that in life you grow and you get better. Um, so I'm turning 40 you guys. Uh, I, made it, I may need to do a whole podcast on my road to 40. Um, I will tell you that I am incredibly proud of myself. Now on to some listener questions. Hi, my leak. Before we before we begin, I would like to start off by thanking you for being the all around awesome older cousin that I've never had. You got it. I am yours. You have taught me so much and helped me cultivate my views, values and practices through your podcast. So deep sigh. I am a new mom to a 14 month old. He's not really a newborn, but he is my first child. After going through postpartum, postpartum separation from my child's father, and just a life-altering experience, I am finally doing what I want to do and what's best for me. I have begun speaking up for myself, instilling structure in my life, and setting boundaries. My latest struggle comes now, as in right now, while I hear my child tearing up the house while my dad is babysitting him. It is now 9.30 p.m. on a Thursday night, she wrote that in caps. I live alone now, and I love the silence that comes with it. I plan on having my dad come over or sleep over more often to assist with watching baby since I work from home and technically baby isn't supposed to be here how can I be firm but yet gentle with setting rules of having people out of my house by 9 p.m and also by telling my dad to respect my peace and quietness that I'm used to if he doesn't spend the night So I wrote her back and I just said, does baby have a consistent schedule or bedtime? Um, I would guess if we're keeping him on a schedule, I would imagine that a one year old would be asleep by 930, right? I guess I'm not sure why he's up and why you feel like this is your dad's fault. um, If he's helping you out more details, please. So she says, baby does not have a consistent schedule. After speaking with my therapist, I am in the process of developing structure in my life. I've started my 4.30 a.m. routine, which means I really do my best to have him sleeping by 9.30. The aim is for bedtime uh, of 9.30. However, it doesn't always work out that way. It's not my dad's fault that he is up, but I do feel like there is miscommunication when it comes to the rules of my house and how I run my house. If I am implementing structure and staying, trying to stay on schedule, then I need to find a solution and a great form of communication when it comes to guests that come over or my dad that will be staying over every Thursday night. Am I being ungrateful? I do realize that my dad is helping me out and that I need to adjust to him being in my space because he really is here to help. So here is my answer. If you have to ask if you're being ungrateful nine times out of 10, the answer is yes. This seems like a really easy solve to me. First, I am very sorry to hear about the postpartum and the separation from your child's father. But I am also very glad to hear that you found a way of life that works for you. Um, I remember the first week of motherhood being sheer chaos for me. I kept I kept saying to myself, "I cannot do this." Um, I literally felt like my life was turned upside down and spinning out of control. The first thing I did was find a schedule online. Yes, I just googled newborn schedule and found one that felt I felt would work for me and I just stuck to it. I stuck to it regardless of what anyone had to say about it. A friend came by and said babies don't do schedules and another seasoned mom laughed in agreement. Let me tell you something my baby has been on a schedule since he was one week old. He goes down at the same time every day and people are shocked because there's very little fuss. There's nap time, good night and then there's bedtime good night um more than anything the schedule helped me gain some control over how things were going uh the routines have some flexibility and they aren't always boring our routine includes a 27 minute sesame street break so i can clean up after dinner and just before we go down to bed i don't want to hear about your no screens before too OK, and don't be afraid to pit, uh, put the kids to bed early. Do your Googles. There are some good schedules and routines out there. You can do one year old schedule and um, it really works. It, it does. Sometimes people think that if I keep my kid up later, they'll sleep later. But the truth is, if you put them to bed earlier, they will still sleep. You know, you can do 730 to 730. Um, and I think at around 14 months, I think they probably need 12, 12, to 14 hours. It might be 10 to 12 hours of sleep. And so if you just make sure you're getting that um, all all will be better. And the other thing, too, about keeping a schedule is when you stay on a schedule, you pretty much know what's going on going on right so if baby's fussy baby and you and you have a feeding schedule it's like oh he's hungry oh if baby's fussy and baby's and you know and baby hasn't had a nap oh it's nap time And, and that's usually it helps so so much um once you're comfortable and confident in your routine you'll be able to share it um and it doesn't come across like you're bossing dad around or guests around or anything like that it's simply what happens in your home because if I were grandpa seeing baby every other thursday night I'd, I want to play and roughhouse um and if you get into a routine with a baby that is asleep at 9:30 um unless you're going out or you have to work you don't really have the need for the evening sitter anymore and now grandpa can keep baby during times that he's awake and he's up and he's lively and now everyone's happy so this isn't necessarily a dad issue it's a you sort of structuring the home issue which I think you know and once you do it I'm pretty sure that some of these um, issues and concerns that you have will probably fall to the wayside next letter a year and a half ago I accepted a salary lower than I deserved and way less than my incumbent I was transitioning industries from nonprofit to corporate so I justified a step back to propel forward. I'm in a company with a great name with great name recognition and the projects are giving me the credibility for my next move. I am not entitled. The job description I received does not match the responsibility that I have been given. I always laugh when you guys say I am not entitled because usually you are but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Prior to my one year anniversary I met with my boss and shared my accomplishments and requested a review of my job title and compensation. My boss agreed I deserved a raise and was going to her manager. In September my boss and for me I would be getting a raise no numbers were shared at the end of November I followed up and not for the first time with no real news her response is she was waiting for her boss but in that time my department has had two new hires and one internal promotion so clearly I am not the priority or as critical to the team as my boss states time to get a new job December, my boss shares that her husband has cancer and will need me to be of greater support. Following the news, my boss confirmed my raise the same day, and I know it's because she needs me, but my goal was to be out by the top of 2019, but I feel bad for leaving her while her husband is sick. Over the summer, her husband had an organ transplant. I held down her job and mine. We were in the process of rolling out new software. I stayed because I had a lot to learn and something to leverage. This time, I know that issue has nothing to do with me or my career, but I do feel bad just walking out. My quality of work has allowed her to actually take time off and not check in. The new raise is okay, but I know I could do better. My question is... Do I continue to leave while her husband is sick or do I stick it out and be of support then leave? I feel selfish. Well, you are selfish, but it's business and just about everyone's being selfish in business. Your company didn't really rush to give you a raise because they were worried about other things more important than you, which could be deemed selfish. So when we're talking about business, it is what it is. So go ahead and be selfish. I will say this. Um, I talked about this in my most recent Marathon Mindset podcast and it was this, you took the job at a lower pay so that you could learn because you didn't have the experience or expertise and this is now somehow becoming the job's fault. Um, Remember to keep your eyes on your own paper. We don't know why the new hires or the internal promotions happen so it's best to not try to compare what the company is doing with what you're doing because there are a lot of politics that go on that don't always have anything to do with you. Um, You said you had a lot to learn and I guess it's fair to say that you feel that you've learned it. Um... One bone I have to pick with you is that when you said the quality of your work allows your boss to take time off and not check in, she was going to take the time off whether you were there or not. Her husband is sick, potentially dying. So she's going to get this time off. It's great that she has someone that is, um, working well, but she, she earned her own right to get the time off. And so that is the point that I kind of want to just like, okay, sis, I'm going to just bring you back. Like, can we just come back here on that one? Um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that they can do better and to them I always say go on go on and go do better but don't torture yourself or others with all of the guessing analytics and speculation just be out just be out you know good luck and and that is my answer is that if you feel like you can do better go do better you know and and I and I've dealt with that on on other sides of the coin of like you know I've had people that have maybe worked for me like oh I can do better and it's like okay go do better because this is business and I, I say this as it relates to, to business or to personal I don't want anything that don't, that doesn't want me and so if you don't want to be there when you don't want to be somewhere you do everyone a disservice by staying and so it's not about you um you know it's not about you Uh, staying because it's let's not worry about your boss her husband those are her issues we're gonna stay focused on you you don't want to be here which makes you no longer good for the company which means that you should go and so to you i say go and good luck Last question is right here. My leak. I need some advice. I've dealt with a few failures as far as not getting accepted into certain programs to advance my career in the medical field. I obtained my bachelor's degree in biology. After five years, I started out with the passion to be a pharmacist, but after so many rejections decided it was time for a switch. I then decided I wanted to pursue nursing only to have to retake the anatomy and physiology portion of the entrance 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 exam. My plan is to pass the retake and get accepted into the program next fall. I'm late for date night, y'all. I feel like over the years, failure has really caused me to become so unmotivated. I've given up mentally. I write out a study schedule, but can't seem to stick to it. I have so many excuses as to why I can't stay on a consistent study schedule. I don't really have a strong support system when it comes to my career goals. I want to know if you have any insight on what I can do to get on track to prepare for entry into a nursing program. By the way, I'm 31 with an eight-year-old and a three-month-old. I'm also working two very demanding jobs. One job I work as a lab analyst and the second i'm a paraprofessional counseling special needs children my answer those last few sentences sound like fair and rational reasons as to why you can't really stay on a consistent schedule you're doing a lot um congratulations on the new baby by the way my first question is do you really love this Do you really want to become a nurse or is this something that you're just doing to make more money or to quote unquote advance your career? Because if you aren't going into these programs um, on scholarship and you're going to spend a lot of money to make a little more money, we need to think about that. Right. Like we really need to think about that. So. You just, you also just had a baby, and maybe you can take this time to figure out what you really want to do that wouldn't require so much studying and qualifying and find something that comes easy to you. I think so often we think. That we have to do hard things and that we can't succeed if what we do, if what we're doing isn't really, really hard. And it doesn't have to always be that hard. Um, You can succeed in something that is like a breeze that you can do while in between picking up an eight year old and holding a three year old, three month old, right? Um, So I think about this article that I read by Thomas Opong and he says, Time, not money, is your most valuable asset. Use it to advance your career and life while you still have it. He also says... Doing meaningful work you enjoy takes effort, time, and creativity, and there are no guarantees. It's full of risks. People who are comfortable hate risks. They choose stability over maximizing their potential, and that can make you miserable. So when I read this letter, I hear stability um, over maximizing your potential, um, and I hear that you are miserable, It's not that you can come up with every excuse for the studying, for the exams. I hear that you are miserable. I hear that you are miserable because I feel like you are choosing stability. Um, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, write me. But I want you to to take a risk. I want you to take a risk and use the time to find something that you love. Um, He says, you don't even have to start your own business. What you need is something that you can emotionally and deeply connect with. That's all I got for you guys this first time. Thank you for listening. As always, I will return. You can always tweet me at myleek. You can always email me, mytaughtyou at gmail.com. I'm on the Instagram, gram at myleek. Hit me up. I will talk to you guys later.